0: Welcome to the Elijah Streams podcast. Our mission is to encourage you in your faith through a unique blend of patriotism and prophecy. And now, here's your host, Steve Schultz.
1: Hey, everyone. Welcome to Elijah Streams. Today's Friday, July 22nd, 2022. I'm your host, Kelsey O'Malley. I'm filling in for Steve Schultz. Happy Friday to all of you guys. We have a wonderful show to end the week. My guest today is Yvonne Atia. And she is going to be sharing incredible visions about the wedding banquet in heaven. When I got sent these notes, I was like, oh, my heart already was just expanding with love for Jesus. So this show is going to be so, so powerful today. But before we bring her on, there's a brand new episode of Elijah Fire premiering today at 5 o'clock p.m. And Jeff, why don't you come on and share with us who is your next guest?
2: Oh, it's going to be great! So, as as many of you know, we've been doing these series on Elijah Fire, and we've done two so far. We did a Deliverance series with Jennifer Martin, and we did a Living from the Spirit series with Kelsey O'Malley here, and uh, they've been amazing. They've been supercharged. Uh, it just you know when when you see something kind of play out, and you just you you feel the the power behind it, you're like, okay, great, I heard correctly. This is, this is something we're supposed to be doing. So we're embarking on a new series today, series number three. Um, it's called Kitchen Table Kingdom with Harmony Klingenmeyer. And we had her on once before, we got introduced to her through Krista Elisha. And um, during the show, I, I immediately just had a download from the Lord. He was like, wow. this is your next series. You need to talk about parenting. And it's gonna be a great series for parents, grandparents, future parents. So yeah, even if you're single and you don't have kids yet and you plan on having kids, this is going to be a great resource. And so this is part one of four. And the, the other thing, it's important when God is doing something to take your ego out of the equation, right, Kelsey? Yes. Uh, right?
1: <laughs> that always <laughs> so, helps.
2: <laughs> yeah. And so it, while I got this download from the Lord, he also showed me that this, in order for this to be as good as it needed to be, I needed to step out of the way and let my sister do this. She's a great mom. She's a, uh, she's the mother to two, two daughters. They're amazing, amazing kids. And so um, it, there's going to be a real authority from both my sister, Jen and from Harmony and uh, just making this as good as it can possibly be and asking the right questions, all that stuff. So it's going to be guys, it's going to be, I'm really, I just feel like this expectancy in the spirit. Uh, it's going to be such a good series. So yeah, parents, grandparents, future parents, it, it applies to everybody. So Uh, Tune in at 2 p.m. Pacific time, 5 p.m. Eastern time today on Facebook, Rumble, Twitch, YouTube. Just type in Elijah Fire. You'll find us uh, and we'll see you guys at 2 p.m.
1: You guys are going to love Jen. You know, that's Jeff's sister and they are so very much alike. She is like a girl version of Jeff. She's awesome. I remember er interviewing with her one time. you're definitely gonna wanna check that out. I know I'm going to, I'm a mom of two, so anytime we can learn parenting um, with the Holy Spirit, it's gonna help us. All right, let's bring on Yvonne Atiyah because she has so many incredible revelations to share with us. Welcome to the show, Yvonne. Thank you, Kelsey, so good to be on the show. So excited for this show. I can't wait to hear the revelation behind the revelation. <laughs> because <laughs> I read your notes, but I know there's revelation even behind that. So why don't you share with us the download that the Lord gave to you about the wedding banquet? Amen. Amen. Well, I tell you what,
3: Kelsey, let me, before I even share the vision, I always like to tell how it came about. So um, about a month ago, I was preparing for a show and uh, to to look at Jesus from a Middle Eastern perspective so that we in the West, our love for Jesus can be super ignited afresh. And so I was in Luke 14 and Jesus begins to teach and he says that, that the kingdom of heaven is like a man who prepared a banquet. And so I began to think, wow, there is a banquet that is taking place now in the heavenly realms. But at that moment, I wasn't a part of that banquet. I was literally just sitting on my couch preparing for the show. And so I began to read. And when I read this particular story, which I will share, I began to dig. And dig deeper and dig deeper and get to the bottom of what Jesus is really trying to say. So in that beautiful parable, he says that this man put out a banquet and he sent out invites. So in the Middle Eastern culture, they didn't have fridges. It's not like us here today. So meat is always kept alive. And it's always slaughtered a day before the banquet. So when someone puts at a banquet, they don't just put at a banquet, there's preparation. The first thing they do is invitations go out. And the second thing is that guests begin to accept the invitation based on the number of guests. The host then begins to slaughter the meat and prepare everything. And so we get to see that this generous man had set at a banquet, invitations went out, guests had already accepted. And then the servant goes out to tell them that the banquet is ready. And here I am speaking a little bit prophetically because there is a banquet that is taking place in the heavenly realms right now. Now, so we don't really understand what begins to unfold because everyone is invited, they begin to make lying excuses in the western world we just think these are excuses they could be valid as to why they cannot attend the banquet but in middle eastern culture these are pure lies and the first lie is that one of them says we bought a field and we're gonna go and get it today you cannot buy a field in the middle east because it's desert land agricultural land is so limited so those who actually end up acquiring or buying agricultural land they negotiate for months and sometimes years so in a western world it's like calling your wife or your husband and saying hey babe i just bought a house over the phone well, you don't buy a house over the phone <laughs> so this is the first lying excuse and then the next one is he says, I have purchased five pairs of oxens. Now, you can't buy five pairs of oxens. They are always sold in twos. So he should have said, I bought six pairs of oxens. And you oh never God. buy oxens over the phone or even on the day of the banquet. They are always tested. They must be of the same speed so they can equally yoke each other. So there's another lying excuse. The first one says, would you excuse me? He was nice. The next one says, would you excuse me? The third one is so rude. He says, I just married a woman. She's in in the room and I can't come. (laughs) And so you get to see that the owner of the banquet is furious because the servant says to him that these people are trying to ruin the banquet because it wasn't one who said sorry i can't come or two it's literally you putting out like a barbecue or a big banquet and all your guests together they come up with lying excuses and Mm -hmm. so we get to see that the host begins to turn his anger into grace he says to the man don't worry don't you worry and here we go he goes i want you to go out to the streets and I want you to invite four groups of people. Now, these are the four groups of people who were not allowed to worship at the temple because they had a disability. So the first one were the crippled, the lame, the blind and the poor. And so in that moment, Kelsey, I was challenged. I'm preparing for a show and I am completely challenged because it goes on to say that the servant came and said to him i invited all these people but there is more room and he said to him don't worry go out to the to the um country lanes and to the hedges invite anyone who is willing to come and i was challenged i thought god invite anyone like hang on a second now we don't understand that to go to a banquet in the middle east over two thousand years ago there was no cars you would it would cost you like a day of travel two or three days of travel so i want you to just think with me kelsey because i was challenged i'm thinking okay if i am in that time i am walking down the road minding my own business Someone comes and hands me an invite and says to me, you're invited to go, for example, and have dinner with the queen in Buckingham Palace. (laughs) What am I going to say? And I questioned myself and I thought to myself, there is no way I would go because the first thing I would do or think, this is not a legitimate invite. Mm -hmm. You know, we live in a world which says if anything is too good to be true, it's probably not true. So Kelsey, our mentality has been destroyed by this world that we live in because the Messianic banquet is taking place right now. Prophecies are being fulfilled revival is here people are getting healed saved and delivered but so much of the church they're thinking this invite is not legitimate Mm. i cannot believe that i cannot get myself to believe that i'm gonna get healed of cancer when my mom died of cancer i cannot believe the prophecies that the prophets on elijah's dreams are declaring because i just don't want to place myself in a position of hope and then become disappointed and so i was challenged preparing this thinking i am in that position because if someone offered me a royal invitation and i'm thinking okay who's inviting me i'm sorry like the queen really or or the prince and really um i I don't even know them they don't even know me so and you're trying to tell me that they're inviting me for dinner thank you so much i'll rip up this invitation i'll throw it in the bin because i don't want to waste my time yeah so i was super super challenged and then i prepared the episode i wrote my notes i sent it off and then the next day i'm in prayer and this is when it gets so good (laughs) because i wasn't in a place of even thinking about this episode show that i had prepared because i was preparing so many others so i'm in prayer kelsey and i get caught up to the heavenly realms and that happens to me quite a lot so i'm in this place and i'm standing in front of a glorious 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 mansion the doors are golden for those that are that are thinking what are the doors solid gold wow. and the doors open by themselves i don't have to knock. there's no password this they're just there so the door is open this is crazy and someone hands me an invite and it was up to me to believe that i can access or that i would walk away in the realm of the spirit I had no doubt in my mind. I was like a child that just said, really, I can access, I can go in. And I grabbed the hold of this invitation and I literally ran into this place. It seemed to me as if behind the golden gates that there was a mountain. But I Mm -hmm. went up those place, in this place, and I entered this beautiful uh, mansion. It's super hard to explain. I was trying, I, I tried to write it like three times just because the stuff that I saw there that I have not even seen in our earthly realms. But mm-hmm. entering place, the atmosphere itself was charged with joy. It was like every cell in my body, it was like every cell in my eyes. It was, it was cells that are living in my body, but I had never felt that they were there, but I was alive and there was a difference between me feeling I'm alive now, but how I was feeling there but just super charged, super ignited, super, I'm not gonna say happy, but joyous, so full of joy. And I am just walking around this amazing place and I get to see our glorious, glorious father from the back. And exactly the way Isaiah described him, his train filled the temple. There was embroidery all around the train and i was occupied just thinking wow if i stayed here for like a year i was not even gonna be able to just get around the train to just look at what is in this train what's all these gems what's all this embroidery um, beautiful embroidery and i am just and, and his presence fills the whole place in wherever you go you literally cannot be apart from his presence and so i am just walking around and what i've noticed there was that on the big banquet table this is really unbelievable the food never runs out so it's not like here it's not like you have a bowl of like bananas and you take a couple and then you have a couple left no people are taking and it's still there and i don't understand because our mentality is a mentality of lack. it's a mentality of if i use my resources they will disappear or they will run out but not realizing i've entered the realm where elisha said to the widow that this oil never runs out and the flower it never runs out you use it there's more you use and that was the first time i saw that And I am just walking and people are dancing, all types of music. But the thing is, they weren't getting tired. And I'm thinking, if I danced for like 20 minutes, I would be so tired. But there is nothing called being tired. In actual fact, the more you were on that dance floor, the more you were ignited, that you were energized wine flew from everywhere it was like a divine wine but it wasn't a wine like we know wine here different colors it flowed in bowls, and as the more you drank the more you became alert the more you became so clear in the way that you saw things and so i get to see a canopy and the canopy was so beautiful and there were people sitting there and I was invited to sit in the canopy. So I'm sitting in the canopy and there's others like me and I begin to tell them, this is so awesome. And they tell me, oh, we don't live here all the time. We're just like you. Were you just caught up to this realm? And I was Mm -hmm. like, this is the first time I get to speak and see others that these experiences were happening to them. And one person said to me, I used to have that disease. And she didn't want to say the name. I knew in my spirit what she meant. I knew she meant cancer. But this is a place where you don't announce anything like that because they don't exist in those realms. And she said, when the Lord, when I was caught up to heaven, I was healed. Wow. so what is this canopy she said to me that's what we call here a house of refuge it's all these people that took refuge in our lord and they believed that they can come up here just like you can and so kelsey i am hearing a testimony after a testimony i am telling you they like real testimonies wow. so I am just enjoying myself, having the best time of my life, thinking this is crazy, Lord, because the Messianic banquet, it's happening. It started. It's there. Even David, King David, talked about it. He said, you put up a banquet for me in front of my enemies. He even, in the realm of the spirit, knew what that had meant to him. And so I was in in this place for Sometime, I don't even recall the time that I was in. But the crazy part was that I look on the outside and there's like a glass, there's a place where I can see through outside. And outside this place stood crowds. And I mean crowds of people. Crowds of people. And they were in groups. And they were all, like all the groups, it's almost like there was... Four or five different groups, but they were all grouping together. And they, were, they received the invitation, but they did not accept the invitation. So I am oh, there looking at an angel and saying to them, why don't we tell them to come in? And he said to me something that really upset me. He said to me, oh, they've all been invited. And I said, so why aren't they coming? He said, because they don't believe that they can." Wow, And I just stopped there and I started to weep and I said, can I tell them, can I be the voice that would go back and say to them before it's too late that this place is open, that this place is available, that we need to be a church that is seeking the heavenly realms, Jesus, our high priest. He opened up the heavens. Like, you know, if you read the book of Hebrews, he went through the heavens and he made a door and an entry for
0: us. Like what you're hearing? Help us continue to make Elijah's Streams and the Elijah's Streams podcast possible. Head to ElijahStreams.com and click the Donate Today button. Now, back to the show.
3: So for a long time, Kelsey, I would always preach about healing and deliverance. And I love that. And I will pray for that at the end. But there's a great, greater realm. There's a greater place where we can sit in the canopy, where we can take refuge in who he is, where we can enter that place and cancer would leave our bodies, where we yeah. can see the prophecies that are being declared, fulfilled in a mighty way because we are able to access that place and we speak from heaven to earth, not from earth to heaven we speak out of authorities, we tell the demonic way to go, we shift atmospheres, because we are seated with Christ in the heavenly realms, and I tell you something, no one was getting tired, this is what, and and it goes against my grain, because everything you have learned on planet earth is what, is you get tired, Mm -hmm. is that use up your resources they run out but you enter a realm where that does not exist and the lord is inviting us as the body it's like do you dare to believe our mentality has been affected by the curse so it's affected by the curse of death so we're not believing that the best days of america is actually ahead yes believing that the best of us is going to be the rest of us we're not believing that we're entering into the greatest level of glory that this nation has ever seen we're looking at the media and we're looking at what's happening there and we're like and the lord is opening up an invite in the show to say would you say yes that's all it is how do you think two people get married when one says yes and the other one says yes? It doesn't take much. It just says, Lord, maybe this woman's crazy, but I wanna be crazy. I wanna access those realms. I wanna see what she's talking about. I want, and it starts, you by hunger. But God, I am hungry to be a part of this. And we wanna rule and reign from the heavenly realms not from the earthly reality.
1: Yes, that's so, so powerful. And everything you shared is like, yes, that is God's heart for us is that we would come to know him so intimately and rest in his love and feast with him and sup with him. And that is so the heart of Jesus. And when you shared the story out of um, Luke 14, you know, he talks about that the garments are given to us. And, you know, remember at the end, it's like, I kept thinking about that. Here's your garment. Here's your robe. But there was one man who refused to change. He refused to change. And so they had to kick him out and not only kick him out, but Jesus says, you have to go where there's gnashing of teeth. And I mean, he really kicked him out. So it's just being willing to change and being changed by the spirit of God. And it's so powerful. Everything you shared. My one question is for people are saying, okay, that's awesome that um, you're sharing this and you got to see this, but what if I've never been caught up to heaven? And what if I've tried so many times and I've got still with the with the Lord so many, many times and nothing has ever happened? Um, what, what would you share with, with people that say that?
3: You know, the first thing, Kelsey, is that we need to, you know, the Bible says that my people my, um, perished because of lack of knowledge. So this is what I'm sharing today is trust me, it's not a message that you'll ever find on Google. (laughs) This has come from the throne room fresh. So the first thing is that we need to acknowledge that these places exist and, and that the heavenly realms are open. That is the first thing. Because I love what you just shared about the man who refused. Who would refuse to receive the royal garment? You know why he refused? Because of unbelief. Because he, the, he is thinking there's a catch to this. He is thinking there's no way that this is legitimate. And this is exactly what the Lord said to me when I talk about the different kinds of people is that most people, our mentality right now is either wounded or we are searching. And I'll explain more in a second. But mm-hmm. we are in a position right now of unbelief. We are, let me say this, this is going to make you laugh. We're the unbelieving believers.
1: Yeah, yeah. We, I mean, you see that all the time.
3: <laughs> it's like, do you believe absolutely? Do you believe that Jesus raises the dead? Oh yes. Why don't you pray for the dead? You know, do you pray? Do you believe that Jesus heals cancer? Yes. Why don't you Why don't you at least pray for it? And and Jesus, by the way, he never said to pray for the sick. He said heal the sick. And there's a different, that's different dimension So the first thing to your question is recognizing that these heavenly realms exist. Many churches are not teaching that today. And that's why I'm so thankful for this show, because we get to share heaven in its fullness. Number two, who comes in? Children come in. I saw myself as a child. I grabbed the hold of this Inva and I ran. (laughs) I did not in, although this is funny, in the earthly realm, I doubt it because when I was preparing the episode, I was like, no way. I, I wouldn't. But then in the realm of the spirit, the Lord said me, oh, yes, you will. You're too in love not to run. You will run. I've got your heart, so you will run. So it begins by saying that a lot of the time we look at ourselves and we're like, you know, it's all about our failures and our successes. It's not. The truth is, it's not about that. It's about who we have become. I always love the prodigal son. And we call that parable, the prodigal father, not the prodigal son. Because the one who was prodigal and his love was actually the father, not the son. But this son represents much of the church. He was was in trouble. He came back and he prepared three speeches. He said, when I see my father, I'm going to tell him, I sinned against heaven and against you. And then he said, and I'm gonna tell him, I'm not worthy to be called your son because he's thinking to be a son, there's a certain way you gotta act. And then he'll be like, Make me as one of your hired servants. He was wrecked by the love of his father. Like Middle Eastern men don't run. To run because they wore long garments, they had to pull up their garment and shame themselves and show their legs. This father utterly. Shamed himself because he didn't want the community to kill the son. He wanted to get so anyone who would throw a stone, the father would get it first. And yeah. then he takes him back home. And then he's like, Where's the fat and calf? That's for weddings. I want to kill it because of this son. Where is my rope? Where is my signet ring? Where is my and everyone's like, you have lost your mind. And you get to understand why the older son wouldn't get in the house. Because it's like, no, you've definitely lost your mind. Why would you do this to your son? And he said to him, because my son is always a son. He's not a slave. So right now, much of the church are not entering the the heavenly realms because the mindset is a slave mindset. I'm not doing enough. I'm not praying enough. I'm not fasting enough. I'm not giving enough. And so God is not really happy with me. And that is the biggest lie. Then we come and think to speak in tongues or to receive the baptism in the spirit or to get up, to to be caught up, you must be like so holy. That's a lie right there. That is a lie. (laughs) That is holiness. You are holy because I am holy. Holiness means separated, has everything to do with who I've united with. It has nothing to do with me. In actual fact, the best place for me is to die. The Apostle Paul said, I've just died. I'm sick of myself. And I am, so many people, Kelsey, they're in the way between them and God. God is finding it hard to get them caught up to heaven, difficult to even heal them because it's all about I. I don't believe this. I don't think I'm good enough. I messed up. I am struggling with alcohol. I'm struggling with drugs. If you are, ask to be caught up to heaven. And let the Lord set you free because as you enter this place, disease leaves you. Sickness leaves you. Addiction is broken off of you because your eyes are open to such love, to such reality that when you come back, you're like, there is no way I'm going to live in compromise. There's no way because this heaven is a real place. It's open. We are called to enter the heavenly realms because Jesus made the way and he lives in me. How simple is that? Yes. He lives in me. He's opened up a way. He is my great high priest who opened up the heaven. Ephesians 2 six raised us up and seated us in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. How many verses must we give so that we can be like, I want what she's talking about and I'm going to enter into it. And how do you enter? By faith. Everything is done by faith. You rest in his embrace. You invite the Holy Spirit because he is your great guide and Holy Spirit will do the rest. It doesn't happen today. Rest in him tomorrow fall in love with you more the next day. And as you cultivate a life of love, trust me, he would want you to go up and see everything for yourselves.
1: Oh, that's so, so powerful. And the, the part you shared about being childlike, you know, um Kim Robinson talks about that too. When she comes on, she's like, most of the time I'm a child when yes. I'm with the Lord and he's showing me things. So I think that's a huge key. Is just Being childlike and uh, I've heard the same same thing from many people who get caught up is it's just you believe by faith and you go with what you know the Lord wants to show you and I mean you know it'll change your intimacy with Jesus I mean he wants to encounter us more than I think we even hunger and thirst for this
2: and the Lord has
1: the Lord has shown you lots of different types of brides as well And, and it's such a good word. It's such <laughs> such an amazing word, Yvonne.
3: Absolutely. And I want to clarify this for the men that are watching. When we say bride, we're not referring to uh, a woman. We are actually the, the the church or the believers in the Bible, they liken to a bride. So you can be a male and you are, when we say bride, you are part of the body of Christ. You're part of the bride. He is our divine Groom, and we are his bride. So I don't want you to think, oh, she's talking to woman. Not at all. But when I was asking the angel, what are these people? And he said to me, crowds. And I was remembering, Kelsey, exactly um, John 5, when Jesus went to the sheep gate and there was the pool. And it says around the pool sat people and there were crippled they were lame and jesus offered an invitation to somebody he walked up to somebody and he said to him Do you want me? You know, what did you want me to do something for you? And the first thing is that he gave an excuse. He said, oh no, you can't really help me because like he's telling Jesus, could you, can you imagine this? You're standing in front of Jesus and telling him it's just not going to work because you know, there's an angel and he does whatever. So what am I trying to say? The first pride the Lord showed me Kelsey is that we have a group of people. They are excuses. It's excuse after excuse after excuse and we began to preach rather than the uh, the gospel of the kingdom we began to preach the gospel of excuses oh god can't heal you because you know because there's unbelief or because there's lack of faith or because or because we need to stop that and we need to come in loving just coming to god saying lord i've just been doing that. You know, um, God can't use me because of this. I can't share the gospel because of this. Let me tell you, there is no excuses. And I've just shown that those three excuses were lying excuses. So we need to come to repentance thinking, Lord, that's what I've done. The next one is the comfortable church. In Song of Songs, chapter five, the bridegroom comes and I just love how he's spoiling her he's like get up my love you know my treasure and he's telling her all this beautiful stuff and he he says to her my darling my perfect one and she says to him she responded I can't I'm too comfortable in bed it's it's warm in bed it's wet outside and she said to him I've taken off my robe should I get dressed again I have washed my feet. Should I get them soiled again? Like you want me to get up at 4 o'clock in the morning and pray again? I used to do that when I believed in you 20 years ago. But now I'm too comfortable. And I tell you something, Kelsey. We need to get rid of comfort in actual comfort. If we ever, whenever I go to preach the gospel somewhere, I'm not panicking or anything, but there's always this holy reverence over me. And I, I told someone, when is that feeling going to go? Like, when am I just going to be able to step on the pulpit and and I don't have, it's not fear, but it's holy fear. It's a, fear, it's a feeling of like, God, unless you, you if you don't come through, I, I'm really stuck. And this yeah. man of God said to me, Yvonne, you never want that feeling to go ever. You want to live with that reverence because otherwise you become comfortable. You're just like, I'm comfortable to media. I'm comfortable to the platform. Many people, I'm just comfortable with my Christian life. I love Elijah streams. I watch it every day, but I'm going to do nothing about it. I'm not going to believe with those prophecies. I'm not going to come into agreement and declare. You know how many people watch Elijah streams? Thousands, if not more. If everyone watching can come and say, I'm coming into agreement with those prophetic words that were being declared. I'm standing in the gap. I am breaking, you know, all this renouncing demonic placements over this country. You know what will happen? Revival will break out. But the thing is, it's like, I'm I'm just too comfortable. So Mm. the first bride is the bride who is just like too comfortable. Um, The next one is the searching bride. This is another group of people they never seem to find God. They're always searching. They're always just like, you know, I'm going from conference to conference. I'm going from show to show. I'm going from this prophet to this prophet. I would go up and say, can you give me a word? Give you a word. I love prophetic words, but I've, I've left you a whole book. I've left you my Holy Spirit, and you're just wanting a word. And so we find that journey. And by the way, this is all the same right she's just on a different journey she's yeah. just curing in her love so in this place she is searching she says so i said to myself i will get up and i will roam this the city searching all its streets and all its squares it sounds holy doesn't it like she's getting up and she's doing she's searching she's she's not doing anything i will search for the one i love so i searched for him and guess what i didn't find him of course you're not gonna find him because he lives on the inside of you you're looking in all the wrong places and that's why you cannot enter you that's why you're thinking what is she talking about why is she is she so passionate and it's because he's on the inside but i am not looking within i mm-hmm. am looking without i'm searching this conference and this place and i'm going to run and do this and then i come back to my bed and i thinking but I'm still not healed, but I'm still not delivered. But my son, I I don't really think that I found him. So that's another bride. The third one is is crazy, Kelsey, the wounded bride. And this was the majority of the church. Mm. I'm going to share something that was crazy because when I saw the crowds and the angel pointed to the wounded church, I saw what seemed to me like a man who had a basket. And it was almost like he was selling something out of the basket to people in the crowds. So he opened the basket and I looked and you won't believe what I saw because I jumped. I saw snakes. Wow. Thin black snakes. They were horrible. And I said to the Lord, what is this? And he said to me that the wounded church are those people who have been beaten, they have been hurt, especially by leaders, they are broken, there's trauma that is unhealed. And he said this to me, these snakes are snakes of two things, offense and unforgiveness. Wow. So many people right now hearing this, thinking there is someone in your life you are offended at. There is someone in your life, there is unforgiveness towards. And the more we cultivate offense and unforgiveness, the more those snakes kept on going underneath people's feet. No one saw them, no one could recognize them. In actual fact, the basket looked beautiful. It was a small basket and it was covered. You could not tell. It was only when God showed me what is this. And I tell you something, I always say this. You do not die from a snake bite. Mm. You die from the poison. Unforgiveness is like drinking poison and expecting someone else to die.
0: Help Elijah Streams continue to reach people around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Streams and the Elijah Streams podcast possible. Visit ElijahStreams.com and click the Donate Today button to become a partner today.
3: And although we have a God who forgave us while we were still sinners, Christ died for us, we still are living in times where so-and-so offended me, so-and-so did this towards me. You're not going to believe what he did to me. And we have an offended church. So right now, much of the church is wounded. And so you're talking about being caught up in the heavenly realms? Well, we need to receive the healing that is available to us through every lash that Jesus received on his back. He paid the price. So we need to claim what Jesus paid for. And then the last one, and she's my favorite. She matures. And um, in in verses uh, 3, it's chapter 3, verses 4, she says this, As soon as I passed, them, I found the one I love. She had to pass offense. She had to pass unforgiveness. She had to pass comfort. She had to pass, I'm searching for him and I can't find him. She had to pass excuses. And she was like, okay, he's nowhere to be found. Where is he? And she found him in herself. And then she said this. She said, oh, so I caught him. And then I held him tightly. And she said, I brought him into my mother's house into the most intimate place. She brought him into her mother's bed. When we learn about Song of Songs, at the beginning of her love with him, she was happy to sit on the couch. It says that the king sat on the couch and his fragrance filled the room. She was happy with that. She's now reaching a place where she's thinking the couch is not good enough. You're going to have to come into the bedroom. You're going to have to come into the most intimate place of my heart. You're going to have to take a hold of my heart and mind and feelings. And then she said to him, I took him to the place where I was conceived. In other words, she took him back to the place where she was birthed. She became a new creation. She remembered her joy in him. And we get to see how he says to her, are you ready to go over the mountains? She goes, I'm ready. You're going to go over the hills? Oh, I'm ready. And you get to see that in chapter 8 of Song of Songs, she is the one that's telling him, come on, my love. Let's go out to the fields. Let's go. And she is the one that's leading him. He is not the one that's leading her. She was so in love. And the Lord is calling his church, Kelsey. And I just feel the spirit of God so strong that there is a hunger that's rising right now. This is not a message because Yvonne got caught up to heaven. That's not that at all. This is a message. This is an invitation. This is a place where he is saying, would you get rid of comfort? Would you get rid of offense and unforgiveness? Would you shake it off and would you open up your hands and say, I receive the divine invite and I am going to pass all that so that I could bring you, Lord, to ignite my love over again. Jesus said, this is how the world will know that you're my disciples, by the way you love each other. There's something about our love. People have to be like, There's something about the way these people love. And right now, the church is tarnished. Much of the church is sick, friendly. Much of the church, we're not even talking repentance anymore. We're not even talking hell anymore. If there is no hell, what's Jesus saving me from? We are playing safe. And the Lord now is telling us, calling us, would you get rid of safe measures? Would you jump on me again? And I tell you something, we are going to be, that messianic banquet is happening right now. No one is strong enough to stop it. No one can come against it. But the more we enter, the more of us who enter, the more the world will know that it's happening. The more this revival will come upon the earth, the more we're going to see healings, the more we're going to see miracles. It's going to be, by the way we love each other and by the way we speak about the king who was dead but is now alive and is coming in that banquet he's in that banquet it's happening the thing is will i believe
1: yes oh so awesome so much revelation and i keep feeling like the spirit of god is wanting us to pray because i think as you went through the brides I love what you shared is we're all maturing because that yes. is so true. Cause I'm like, Oh, I was that bride. I've been that bride. I've been that bride, but praise God. Cause he, the Lord pulled me out of that place and pulled me up higher when I wow. yielded to him, he yes. did all the work. I can't, you know, when you see your walk with God, it's like you can't even take credit because the yes. Lord has literally done everything. <laughs> like he opens our eyes to see, he fills us with this spirit. He reveals his word. He does everything. So would you pray for the people who let's go to the first, the first bride, the comfortable bride, would yes. you pray over the comfortable bride? If maybe the Holy Spirit kind of convicted, uh, you and your heart, like, you know what? I am comfortable and I've been walking with God for 30 years and I haven't really changed at all. Would you, would you pray for people that are feeling that right now? So they could be free and ready to move on to the next part of their walk. Amen, amen, wherever you
3: are, wherever you are.
1: God is there to say, here I am. I'm here to serve
3: you. Father, I just thank you. Come, Holy Spirit, intensify your presence right now. Father, God, I just thank you, Lord. And Lord, right now, Father, we pray for the comfortable problem bride those Lord that are just watching this and they're thinking that's me so many years have gone by there's been so much setbacks that took place in my life and I just became comfortable father in the name of Jesus those that are reaching out to you right now in the name of Jesus I come in the realm of the spirit and I renounce comfort in the name of Jesus I want you Pray this with me. I renounce comfort in the name of Jesus. I renounce being lazy. I renounce just thinking that there is no move to God. I renounce staying in my place. In actual fact, I hear the Holy Spirit say renounce stagnation. Father in the name of Jesus I renounce stagnation those that have been stagnant in their walk with you Father in the name of Jesus I rebuke right now and I remove it right now and Father in Jesus name I ask that you Holy Spirit will grab a hold of their hearts right now you will ignite them with holy fire God you would ignite them with your love again you would begin to fill them with confidence to share the gospel and move them farther rather than stagnation. They begin to move from glory to glory in the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, fill them afresh. As they're saying, that's me, Lord, as they are identifying with that father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Father, I pray also for the searching, bride. For those people, Lord, that I've just been like, I'm searching. I just can't seem to get my breakthrough. I just can't seem to even find him. Father, in Jesus' name, I hear the Holy Spirit say, break lies. Break lies. Father, in Jesus' name, I break every lie which the enemy made your people believe. In the name of Jesus, those lies are broken. Right now, and I just ask, Father, that they will begin to find you, that they will look within themselves. Father, I ask in Jesus' name that you would show yourself to them in a greater measure, that they will begin to see your manifest glory, wherever they go. And Father, I pray right now, hallelujah, for the wounded bride, those that are being that are hurting right now, those that try to serve you in churches or wherever, and they just got wounded. I hear the Holy Spirit say, break the spirit of jealousy because many of my people are jealous from each other. Father, in the name of Jesus, I break the spirit of jealousy in the name of Jesus and I replace it with your love. I renounce offence. I want you to repeat those words with me. If you are hearing me, I want you to shout out. Say, Father, in Jesus' name, I renounce offence right now and if there is someone i am offended at right now i choose to forgive as you have forgiven me lord jesus i want you to even begin to name them one by one I just thank you, Holy Spirit, because right now you are touching lives. You are moving powerfully among those that are repenting, those that are weeping, those that are saying, Father, in Jesus' name, I am broken. Lord Jesus, you said you have come to heal the brokenhearted. Right now I want you to receive that. Lord, I release your healing. I release the oil of the Holy Spirit. Receive in Jesus' name. Let this oil flow from heaven, right into the wounded heart, the wounded soul. I hear the Lord saying that I'm healing migraine. There's some of you, you've had migraines for such a long time because of trauma and pain. The Lord says, right now, I am touching you. Cancer is being healed. I hear the name Elizabeth. You've battled cancer for such a long time. And right now you're so discouraged, thinking that this cancer, specifically it's breast breast cancer, the Lord is healing right now. Cancer cells are disappearing. As you are putting your affection in Jesus right now, And I I see blood diseases being healed, Father. I just thank you that blood diseases are being healed right now. Addiction is being broken. I see a mother weeping over, you're weeping over your son. I hear the name Scott and I hear the word, the number 33, you are weeping. And the Lord says, I'm breaking addiction over his life. I am moving powerfully. And, Father, I thank you for the last bride, the bride who found you. And I ask that you will multiply our numbers. You will multiply the brides that have found you, brides that have left everything else just to follow you. And I thank you, Father, I release your glory over the show, over Elijah Streams, Father, over Steve and Doreen, Father, over the staff, over the viewers. In the name of Jesus, intensify your glory wherever we are father that they will feel right now here it comes this weighty weighty glory i thank you lord for kelsey i thank you for what you're doing in her and through her in the name of jesus amen and amen amen
1: amen i also um hear the lord saying that there's walls that have been built up and built up and built up and it's like Yvonne's praying right now, but there's something that's blocking you from receiving these prayers. And it's it's like this wall that you just can't, you just can't let go and just be open and receive the prayer. It's it's hard for you right now. It's like there's no emotion. There's it's like a hardened wall that's been built up over time. And right now the spirit of God wants to break that if you're willing. If you're willing to let him break that wall, he wants to come in right now with his presence and his peace and his love, and he wants to break that wall. So I just want to wait a couple minutes, and I just want to sit in silence for a couple minutes, and I want you to just let the Lord come, and I want you to let him break that wall. So just open your heart if you're willing. Open your heart to God right now and say, Lord, touch me. Lord, break down my walls, Lord, break those things that are making me hard in heart. Lord, break those things. Let me feel again. Let me be sensitive again to you. Let me find you again. So, Father, I ask right now by your Spirit that you would come.
3: Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord.
1: Thank you Holy Spirit, yes Lord. If not now, then when? I I just hear the Lord keep saying that, if not now, then when? Now is the perfect time to open up again. Let him touch you. He so desires for those walls to be broken. So, Father, I thank you for that wrecking ball of the Holy Ghost right now that's shattering those hard hearts. Lord, we ask you replace them with hearts of flesh right now in Jesus' name. And God, let this be a, a set day for them that they stepped onto a new path with you. God, let today be the day where the bride's hearts were touched by your love. Lord, let today be the day where they understand just how precious they are in your sight. Let today be the day where everything changes. In Jesus' name, and we give you all the glory for it, Lord. Thank you for what you're doing. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen.
3: When you said that, Kelsey, I literally saw, remember there's a song called Reckless Love. It says, there's no wall you won't kick down. And as soon as you said that, I literally saw walls that the Lord was kicking the Lord was destroying, removing. I also saw that there were people being caught up to the heavenly realms because they were just so hungry. They were weeping through the whole show. So I would love for those viewers to send to
1: Elijah's streams and just share your testimonies with us. They greatly encourage us. Yes, they do. Oh my gosh, they so encourage us. I love testimonies. I'll actually go on the comments a lot of times and read the comments people leave on YouTube because The testimonies are so powerful of how the Holy Spirit moves. Yvonne, thank you so much for being with us and sharing these intimate encounters that are just opening up a well of treasure for all of us. Um, I know that there's many ways to follow you. Would you share with us um, your website and how people can get a hold of you? Sure. So it's Celebrate Freedom Ministries, and uh, we
3: also have a YouTube channel. But um, what the Lord has called us to equip the saints for the work of the ministry. So I think I've sent a brochure um, for our inner healing course. So um, there is 25% discount for those that are needing inner healing. The reason I say that is because we want to encourage you to get a hold of this course. Um, I think they put the the book first, the book Revealing the Healer. I'll start with that. Um, The code is 825. Let me tell you, this is our journey and uh, it's going to help you because I start from ground zero. So it's meant to equip you. It's meant to train you um, from starting from ground zero to learning all the biblical bases in healing. I also share my story when I fell from a Three-story building and was meant to be dead, but the Lord healed me. So I want you to um, get that book. Uh, The other one is the physical healing course and the inner healing course. So this is the physical healing course. Many people are asking, do you actually teach the course? Yes, I teach the course with my husband, but this is going to help you. It's an eight-week program, and every week you get to learn the biblical basis of healing and it's not just meant to help you get healed, it's also gonna help you minister healing to someone else and expose the many lies and excuses um, that we are talking about. Again, the code is A24 for the next few days. The last one is the Inner Healing Course, Again, this is eight weeks, guys. When you have a mentor who is fantastic, she gets to hear from the Holy Spirit. So you're not just left alone. But for eight weeks, you get to learn. If you are suffering from trauma, Pain, you don't know, you're finding it difficult to forgive. Um, you have offense on your heart or whatever it is, this course covers everything in the area of inner healing so that you are able to be healed and you are able to minister healing to someone else. So again, the code is A25. And again, yes, we teach the course um firsthand, fully online. So wherever you are around the world, you can take a part in the course.
1: Oh, that's awesome. Wow, a lot of resources. So you guys make sure you of resources. <laughs> lots of resources. Make sure you follow Yvonne on social media. Sign up for those classes. Yvonne, we love you so much. Thank you. Thanks <laughs> me, for coming me. on with us. Thanks, Kelsey. Thank you so much
3: for everything. I am so blessed. Thank you.
1: Uh, we're blessed. So you guys have an amazing, incredible weekend. Do not forget to catch Elijah Fire. It will be live today. If you look up Elijah Fire on YouTube, it'll be five o'clock p.m. Eastern time. Make sure to check that out. Monday, we will be back with Johnny Enlow for Unfiltered. I believe, guys, that's on Rumble only. So make sure you check out our Rumble page to watch that. We love you guys so much. Have an incredible weekend and we'll see you on Monday. God bless.
0: This has been Elijah Streams. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can listen to the Elijah Streams podcast at ElijahStreams.com on Apple, Google, and Spotify. Join us live every weekday at 11 a.m. Pacific time at ElijahStreams.com on YouTube, Rumble, and Facebook. Elijah Streams is part of Elijah List Ministries. Click the link in the description to become a partner today.